Hey ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here. Yeah, I'm back. That's right. Well, I've been back for a couple of days now, but you know, now I'm back, back. Uh, pretty bad jet lag. Uh, that's the price you pay for going to the beautiful Australia. Australia is quite beautiful. We timed it so that uh, we went mostly to Sydney and then north of Sydney where the fires were not. But I have family that are down south where the fires are quite bad. And I can tell you, it is bad. It is terrible. It is post-apocalyptic. And it is a vision of the future that we don't want. And the only way we're going to you know, not have that future all over the world is if we radically reduce the amount of carbon. And Australia has a Prime Minister right now who's got his head up his buttocks. He's so into the uh, fossil fuels because uh, that's where all the cash is. Australia actually has a terrible carbon footprint. We uh, dig up in Australia lots and lots of coal and sell it overseas. And that's not good. That's got to stop. And we've talked about it many times here on the show, but the modelling for what's going to be happening in California and places like Australia is pretty bad. You know, with global climate change, some places are going to get super dry. And Australia is one of those places that's going to get super dry. And California is a place that's going to get super dry. And then there are other places where they're going to have torrential rains and flooding. And it is global weirding at its best. And we've talked about the fact that there is some modelling that's saying that California will have no forests by about the middle of the century or a little bit later if we don't do something because you know, there's going to be these giant forest fires and then they'll occur again and again. There won't be enough time for the forest to grow back. Just a giant disaster. So we need to fix this. Now, in Australia, what I noticed was that there's not enough Teslas and not enough electric cars. Cars in Australia are quite expensive. The Model 3, I think, is about $80,000. And I only saw about four or five of them in Port Macquarie, which is, you know, mid-coast, and in Sydney. So very few. I think only about 5,000 Teslas have been sold in Australia so far. We need more. We need a lot more cars uh, that are electric in the Australias. Electricity is quite expensive in Australia relative, say, to the US. But also gas prices are way expensive, so I still think it's way cheaper. In fact, I know I did the math. still way cheaper to drive an electric car in Australia than it is to drive a gas car. But really what you need in Australia is you know the whole gamut. You need solar panels, you need to test the power wall, and you need your electric car, and you need to get off the grid as much as possible because, boy, it's expensive over there, like 30, 40 or more cents per kilowatt hour. That is like Hawaii expensive. And I was just doing the math, trying to work out, you know, how much energy does it really take to fly to Australia and therefore, you know, how much carbon offsetting and all that kind of stuff. And I'm told that you get about 100 miles per gallon when you're on a big plane like that and you fly, you know, very long distances. You're doing the equivalent of about 100 miles per gallon. It's about 8,000 miles. And so then I was thinking if I drove my Model 3, I'd use something like 2,000 kilowatt hours to do that trip, which for me is about a month of really good solar production, like in the middle of the summer and everything's perfect, is 2,000 kilowatt hours is what I'd get out of my big array, which is about 16 kilowatt array. That's a lot of energy. And it reminds me of a couple of things. First of all, it's a long way to Australia. And it's not going to be any time soon that we're going to be able to stop flying using hydrocarbons, because uh, that's just the way it is right now. That's why we desperately need to, you know, get them off out of cars and trucks and stuff, because that's something we can do. For airplanes, the energy density just isn't there for lithium-ion batteries yet. Uh, for short flight uh, airplanes, it is actually occurring, but for long-haul gigantic planes with lots of people in there, not yet, and maybe not forever, you know, ever defined as, you know, say, 100 years, it might have to be, you know, hydrogen or something else. I don't know. But where we can reduce carbon specifically, like in cars, we should. 
and there's not enough electric cars in Australia. Just saying. And what the heck is happening with the Tesla stock price? I got to say, I give no you know advice about stocks. I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but it does seem to me that this is crazily overpriced right now. Now I said yes a number of weeks ago, maybe um, a month or so ago, that I expect the stock price to go way up. Although in January I expected it to crash, or in the first quarter when we get the sort of uh, first quarter results. So you know, you know, a couple of months from now, I expect it to go down significantly because they will probably not sell as many cars because it's winter here in the states and they don't sell as many cars. That may be offset significantly by China. But it is super, super, super high right now, over $800, the market cap over $180 billion. And again, I'm not telling you what to do with your stock, but I wouldn't be buying in right now. Surely it's going to go crashing down. I do think long term, yes, Tesla is going to be a multi-trillion dollar company, but that's in the future. Uh, I don't know if it really deserves the stock price it has. It seems that they get hit too much. It goes down too much. And currently, it goes up too high. Super volatile. I'm going to leave that to the experts to know what to do, but it's scary to me. And Model Y, I didn't get to say anything on the uh, earnings call because I was asleep on the couch. But the big thing about the earnings call that really got me was Model Y. You know, Elon time is terrible. Elon says it's going to be a year and it turns out to be three. Uh, Except for Model Y. What? What? They said they were going to start production of Model Y at the end of this year, maybe the beginning of 2021. And then they said, no, well, we can speed it up a little bit. How about we start in summer of 2020? And now they've already started production. And uh, March is when you're going to start to get the performance conditions. And then after that, you'll start to get the long range uh, dual motor versions and stuff. I am super excited, super excited about it because this is really the car that I want. And I'm thinking that maybe... If you're like me, if you put in your deposit really early, dual motor, I didn't get the performance edition, but dual motor, I might be starting to get some emails in the coming months about configuring this puppy. And I've said, I really want to wait. I want to hold off. I want to let them, you know, get uh, the first hand, 20, 30,000 of those, you know, through the production line so that they can work out the little niggly bits. But I'm not sure I'm going to be able to wait, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, because this is the car that I've wanted since the beginning of Tesla time. I really want it. And the new version of it, since the prototype, is a little bit bigger. It looks like it sits up a little higher. has significantly more range. Come on. 280 is what they were talking about for the dual motor long range. And now 315. Come on. That's as good as the Model 3. Almost as good as the Model 3 right now. And that was actually one of the things that was going to make me sort of hold back. Because I was thinking, well, the Model 3 gets, you know, 320-ish. And the Model Y is only going to get 280. And you know me, I love my range. But now at 3.15, come on. Now, I do believe that when they do the battery day, which now they're talking about early next quarter because they're so busy, that they will start talking about significant bumps in range in the cars. But that probably will be in the second half of the year uh, with new battery tech. And don't be surprised if a Model S comes out, the Plaid version, over 500 mile range and X well over 400 mile range. We'll see if they trickle that down to 3 and Y. I suspect they will. And I was also very interested that they're not going to upgrade the batteries anytime soon in the S and the X to the 2170s. And I, you know, that really shows that the S and the X, while they love them, they're not packing them with the best tech because you cannot charge those batteries the way they have them right now at the same speed that you can a Model 3 and a Model Y at over 250 kilowatts. So they're basically saying it's good, you're going to have a lot of range. But you're not going to have the latest, latest tech in terms of the battery, at least 
for a while now. I was actually quite surprised by that because I've been, like most people, thinking that they are going to come out and say, you know, we're going to drop in the 2170s in S and X coming up because you can charge them faster and V3 supercharging, blah, blah, blah. And at the same time, let's give you some more range. But apparently... Now, that's not going to happen. We'll have to wait and see, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Now, I need to make a pretty big announcement, a pretty huge announcement, pretty large announcement. I've been doing Elon Daily for, I don't know exactly, six months or more. I expected when I did this experiment in daily podcasting, it would last a few weeks, maybe a month or so, because I really was just doing it to see just how hard it is to play with the tech and... Uh, I've done it a lot longer than I thought possible. And then Tom and Robert did a spectacular job when I was away. A really spectacular job. So I need to talk to the boys because I'm feeling like this year I've got a lot of stuff going on on my real job, the one that actually pays the bills and stuff. And so I'm not going to be able to commit to a daily podcast. So I want to talk to the boys about whether they are up for doing sort of uh, every three weeks being in charge of the Elon Daily, and maybe uh, that's why we can keep it going, versus maybe we should revert back to a more weekly show, where sometimes it's all three of us and sometimes it's one of us, in addition to our big shows, large shows, and grand shows. Or maybe I'll just do a weekly show, and then next week uh, Tom will do a weekly show, and then uh, Rob will do a weekly show. Uh, we're going to keep playing with the format here, but for me personally, I've got to back it down. So I'm going to talk to the boys. Did you hear this, boys? Are you listening? And see uh, what we can come up with. Always changing things around here on the Talking Tesla and on the Elon Daily. I'll have to change the name if we stop doing it daily. It'll have to be Elon pretty frequently, but not on the daily. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I've missed you. I've missed you tremendously. And i got to tell you, I'm so amazed at how well the boys did at doing a podcast. It is really hard to do a podcast where you're speaking to nobody, where you don't have somebody to interact with. It took me years to develop that. And uh, I think they're already better than me. And that's upsetting. We'll talk to you soon. Herbert out.